ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome into the Wednesday, February 22nd edition. Your drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're going to load up your text this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We've got two great guests coming up today. First up, Luke Creasy is going to join me from HD Media. He's going to get us caught up on what happened with the Board of Governors meeting. Of course, if you follow Luke, you kind of have an idea already where we're going. The Board of Governors usually meet with the athletic department, and you get a status update on what the athletic department's up to, what the athletic department's trying to do, what it has accomplished. And if you've met Marshall University Athletic Director Christian Spears, you know he's a man of vision. He's a man of big plans. And so there are a lot of big plans being discussed, and some of those include upgrades to already the football stadium, luxury suites for baseball, beach volleyball was talked about. I've joked with Ari Agnes in the past that Marshall needed beach volleyball. Well, they're seriously looking into this. You play this, what, the Sandy Shores of the Ohio River? Have a nice little beach volleyball complex there in the Ohio. I'd be interested to see that. Tennis, still don't know what's going to happen with tennis. If there's going to be major capital upgrades for tennis, is tennis going to move into a, a new facility? I know speaking with Christian Spears in the past, looking at uh, alternative venues maybe, but the on-campus area, if the university can make better use of it, Tennis might relocate elsewhere. Just a few of the things, but I'm sure most of us are curious about what kind of capital improvements that the Thundering Herd athletic director and the administration want to make, especially towards football, basketball. You can always do uh, capital upgrades there. I remember the push used to be for a brand-new arena years ago, talking to Marshall, then-Marshall athletic director Mike Hamrick. He wanted, he wanted a brand-new facility. He went to a new arena. And you couldn't do that right away because, of course, you had to get a baseball park first. And so now that's underway. And, yeah, I drove by there this morning. And, yeah, it's good to see dirt moving and signs of life there as the baseball complex continues to be put together. So I'm excited about that. But we're going to talk to Luke here in a few minutes and get his perspective and his breakdown of what – Christian Spears talked about today and where the athletic department is going. Also, we're going to talk to Macy Mayjoy. She won the pole vault at the indoor championships. 3.99 meter vault. That was the best of the event. She is the first conference championship winner in the Sunbelt Conference era. So she gets the first championship individually or team she gets the first one so she's going to join us here about 5 30 on the program and as i mentioned we'll get your text in of course we do that all the time at 304-396-TALK 304-396-8255 looking forward to hearing from you and uh, by the way don't forget uh, something else is happening today we got marshall basketball thundering herd in action on the road taking on the James Madison Dukes. 
So the herds in Harrisonburg, Virginia, as we speak. This is an important matchup because Marshall is trying to solidify its spot. There's a, a slim chance. It's still a possibility. It's not yet been ruled out. If Marshall wins out and Southern Miss drops one of the next two, Marshall can be the one seed going into the conference tournament. So this is important. you got to do your part and hope that Southern Miss drops one. James Madison would like to spoil that a little bit, but if the Thundering Herd uh, can get a win, Marshall should be good for at least third, not having to worry about that four spot. So third, I think, is going to be locked in no matter what if Marshall wins tonight. Now you're trying to get to that second spot and hang on to that, and possibly if Southern Miss loses, you can – occupy the top spot so we'll definitely talk about that later we're going to have that game for you here on espn 94.1 and am 930 and of course you can listen to it as well on 93.7 the dog and something else to keep in mind take your radios with you if if you if you've got a portable radio and if you don't shame on you you need to get one Marshall women are in action tonight, senior night, at the Cam Henderson Center. And so that starts at 6 o'clock. So if you want to listen to the game tonight while you're watching the game, you can take your radio with you, or you can download the streaming app. It's real easy to do. And the best way to do it, if you're not sure, is you can go to our website at wrvc.com. And you can click on the link, and that's going to take you right to the storefront that corresponds with your device. Or you can search for ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 on the App Store. And if you follow me on Twitter, open up your phone, go to my profile, and I've got the link right there in my profile. You can just click on that and go to the link to get your app that you need, and you can listen to the game. And while you're at it, grab the one for 93.7 The Dog as well. Make sure you have both of them because there are going to be some times where we're going to have a conflict and the Marshall game's only going to be on 93.7 The Dog. It's very rare, but go ahead and get that app as well. So you're covered both ways. You can always listen to the Herd game no matter where you're at. And I still prefer the old-fashioned way, though. I still have a pocket radio that I take almost everywhere with me. And uh, it's, uh, it's still my favorite way to do it as I'm slightly older than some, so I grew up on radio, and it's still my favorite way to, to listen to things. And so you know, we've got you covered no matter what. So let's get Luke Creasy on here after the break. We'll talk to him. He is uh, Last time I checked in with him, he was on his way traveling to Harrisonburg, Virginia. I think he still might be on the road uh, almost there. We'll talk to him when we continue, and later on, we will speak with the first conference champion in the Sunbelt era for Marshall, Macy Mayjoy. That's coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Marshall men's team in action tonight. This is the final road trip of the regular season before the tournament. 
and the Herds in Harrisonburg, Virginia, taking on the James Madison Dukes. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, and uh, our next guest just wrapped up his drive to Harrisonburg, Virginia. He's going to have full coverage tonight for HD Media. He is also a good friend of mine and the 2022 National Sports Media Association Sports Writer of the Year. He covers the herd for HD Media. He is Luke Creasy. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You just wrapped up the road trip. You are getting situated. Uh, you probably just, what, just hit the parking lot as we speak, right? Yeah, yeah. We just uh, just rolled into Harrisonburg and we covered the herd tonight. And uh, should be uh, should be a fun matchup. I had a feeling that earlier in the season when these two teams uh, matched up in Huntington that later on down the road, uh, it, it would make things interesting, and, and it's certainly the case. So two of the top teams in the Sun Belt uh, going at it here down in Harrisonburg, and ought to be a good one. Marshall, twenty-three and six, twelve and four in Sun Belt play. And you know, did you think early on that the the herd be right there, right in the mix of that top spot, or you know, would would you imagine that Marshall, eh, you know, pretty good team here, not so good last season, maybe be competitive, but they're still on the hunt for the championship of the regular season right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they've surprised a lot of people. Um, when you look at where Marshall basketball was a year ago, um, 21 losses and, and really a lot of questions. Um, and I think they've answered a lot of those uh, throughout the season. So, um, you know, it's been an exciting brand of basketball, and everybody's kind of playing in a natural position and knows their roles. And I think that changes a lot as far as team chemistry goes, and the effectiveness for each of them while they're on the floor. So, um, you know, I, I think coming into this league, people saw it as, and, and Dan D'Antoni will not agree, uh, that the Sun Belt is a <clears throat> um, weaker conference than Conference USA, but top to bottom, um, you know, there's a lot of competition. And so, but, but I think coming into it, Marshall was one of the favorites. Um, you know, they were picked of the newcomers to come into the league right in the middle of the pack. And so I think that, you know, tells you how people are viewing the Thundering Herd. And I think they've lived up to those expectations and far exceeded them. Um, so it, it's been a good year and fun to watch. And uh, certainly coming down the stretch, a lot to be excited for if Marshall takes care of business uh, here in Harrisonburg tonight and then would come away with a win at Old Dominion and Southern Miss would lose. Um, then Marshall's looking at first place uh, and a regular season title in their first year in the league. Luke Creasy is with us from HD Media. He is on scene. He is in Harrisonburg, Virginia for tonight's contest between Marshall and James Madison. And usually that would be a reason enough to bring Luke in. But no, sir, we have um, we have more interesting stories to talk about. Uh, all of Twitter and social media, of course, uh, aflame today after the Board of Governors meeting and the Athletic Department yeah. you know, giving its update and, and spelling out some of the items on its wish list. And you mm-hmm. know, I think the top item we all are rooting for right now is beach volleyball, Luke. We're, that came out of nowhere. Now, I've joked with Ari Agnes before that should happen at Marshall. And I don't yeah. know if uh, she went back to – the athletic director Christian Spears and said, "Hey, we really need to do this." Or hey, everyone else in the Sun Belt has a team. Why not us? I don't know if that's the mentality. Yeah, well, because Marshall added men's track, and because of some of the Title IX rules and, and some of the regulations that exist in the NCAA, uh, Marshall's got to look at adding a women's sport as well. And so I think that discussion um, started at that point when they brought back men's track and field, um, which has been exciting. 
um, but, but also created some, some other um, avenues and potentials for, for the university. So that discussion started then. It increased when the Sun Belt Conference officially sponsored the sport. Um, they had three or four um, teams that were already hosting that as a school-sponsored sport and added a few affiliate members to create that um, beach volleyball league. And so I think that really ramped up the discussion. But uh, when people think Marshall, I don't think they think beach volleyball. Um, it could be a really fun addition to, to the repertoire at, at Marshall. And uh, But the big question is where are you going to put it? Um, I've got you know, I've got the plan, Luke. I've already got it. It's going to be on the sandy shores of the Ohio River. I've been preaching this for years. <laughs> Beach volleyball, sandy shores, the Ohio River. It'll be beautiful and fun on the riverbanks when it doesn't flood. There, there, there you go. There you go. So you got the plan. Maybe you and Spears can work something out. But, uh, but yeah, th- th- that was one of the few things that, that got people talking out of this meeting. And I think the, the, the word you mentioned, wish list, um, is really an appropriate way an appropriate lens to view this in. Um, it was just over $62 million worth of um, athletic facilities improvements and um, builds. Um, that included some stadium renovations for the football field, improvements to Gullickson Hall and the Camp Henderson Center, and, and other things. Um, you know, there was a soccer practice field that was listed on there. Um, improvements to the tennis court, to the natatorium for the swimming and diving team, and, and of course the baseball stadium. So, a lot of items in that wish list, and it's not something that's, that's new to Christian Spears. He's done this before. Um, presented kind of a wish list to the Board of Governors, uh, not seeking approval for anything, but really just laying out the vision of what he thinks Marshall could be and how great he thinks things can be here in Huntington. Now, with that, that's $62 million that Marshall doesn't have. And so it's going to require some fundraising to, to even reach those potentials. Um, even when he talked about a stadium renovation from football, that, that was 25 of that $62 million. And so um, they're dreaming big, and I think that's, uh, that's just what it is at this point, is a dream. Um, you know, obviously some exciting things going on with the baseball stadium that's being built. Um, it's supposed to be finished by 2024. And so things are progressing, but uh, $62 million is a lot of money, um, a lot of money to fundraise, but they believe they can do it. The one project that I think opened a lot of people's eyes, the vision he has for the end zone seating area. There's a yeah. potential uh, party deck. He, he mentioned that before to both of us. There, the, uh, the suites in the end zone, the, uh, the concession areas, um, and this isn't even the final rendering. I'm sure because of course you got to also add a scoreboard. He's talked about he wants a really big scoreboard in that end zone as well. So yeah, that's yeah. going to be a very costly, but yeah, let's start there with that vision of what he's trying to do because we know from just experience that the demand for the Sky Suites is always going to be there. There's a waiting list for this. This is easy money if he can execute this. Yeah, and I think that, that putting some extra suites on that end of the field is a no-brainer. Um, yeah, I think you know he's had the benefit of, of looking around the Sun Belt and seeing what some of their stadiums offer and um, and has really taken some ideas from that um, and, and kind of adapted them. But uh, certainly, you know, I mean, that rendering, I mean, Spears said it himself during the meeting. Um, it's just that. It, it's a conceptual visual, visualization of what he hopes to be able to accomplish in some form or fashion. So it, it's not, you know, that, that rendering that's out there looks exciting. Does the final product look anything close to that? I don't know, because it's completely different than the rendering they released a couple months ago. 
um, of what they wanted to, to do on that end of the stadium. But, um, you know, the scoreboard is going to be one of the biggest that, uh, you know, in college football from what he said. And certainly exciting in that respect, but uh, to revitalize that into the end zone uh, will we'll be good. I mean, obviously those seats were charged off last year and uh, weren't used um, or weren't sold. So, um, you know, they're not losing any revenue on those right now because they've sold it in advertising. Well, if you can make up that money, Scott, like selling suites is an easy way to do that. And, you know, that can help um, fund some other projects down the road as you build that fund through, you know, for the athletic department. So, um, you know, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of, if we do this, then this will happen. Um, is what, is what I'm sensing, but uh, definitely nothing concrete. Just, you know, it, it's, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when and, and what that looks like, and it really all depends on the money that's raised to do it. Luke Creasy's with us from HD Media. Was there any discussion about other types of projects they want to work on in Jones C. Edwards Stadium? I know the question you and I get all the time, bathrooms and other items like that. So uh, was this just the, the grand overview, the, not the detail, you know, every single nook and cranny type of uh, update today? Yeah, n- not not really uh, into sub- into specifics about that twenty five million and, and how that would all be used. Um, I, I know he he hinted at some of that um, over last summer during a board of governors meeting, and I, I reported on that. And if you go to my Twitter, I think I linked it um, somewhere uh, along my Twitter page. Um, but uh, you know, no specifics were, were talked about that. But you know, some other athletics projects that that are interesting is he talked about potentially. I say potentially uh, moving the, the tennis courts if they if they would be able to find another spot that's suitable uh, for those and reusing that space for something on campus um, versus you know using that space for an athletic facility and uh, of course uh, volleyball has the new TerraFlex flooring surface that we'll get to see this spring during their spring season and um, you know just just, just it, it was a wide sweeping of here look what we're trying to do with the athletic department. And I think it was a good report, and, and certainly, you know, there's reason to be excited about that. Um, but uh, as far as actual details and concrete plans, none of that was given today. I think the other thing that a lot of people are excited about is if you look at the report, and you link that on your Twitter account, and I retweeted it for everyone to find easily, was there yeah. was a um, – a map of the proposed baseball site, the softball yep. renovations. You know, they're looking to do more than just paint the field there. They're looking to actually add facilities with that. There's also a rendering of a practice facility upgrade, which includes an outdoor field. I will presume yep. that's going to be grass. That's something that I know Coach Huff talked about earlier. That's a, something that a lot of coaches have uh, been wanting on their wish list, an outdoor practice you know, field, the surface, grass yep. surface, not just practicing yep. indoor on the turf. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, that's something that could be u- utilized. I know Chris Grassy and Michael Swan have talked about that for for soccer use as well, um, you know. And then you know, to, to the note about the baseball and and softball, um, you know, they really took those coaches' input on on some of the things that need to be included in, in that design. And, you know, there's certainly been some dirt moving and some walls going up, uh, at least for the foundation of stuff. Um, they're over at the proposed baseball site, so um, certainly exciting. Things are getting done, and I think that. Uh, you know, the more that project moves along, you know, that, that baseball field was on a 15-month contract uh, to get built. So I think the, the closer 
uh, it gets to that completion date, the, and the more excitement that's going to be built around that program, and, and it should be, you know, a good facility. I know they've talked about building it in phases, um, and, and that's going to help as far as fundraising is concerned. You don't need the, the full amount right now. You can get by with, uh, you know, creating the field, giving people somewhere to sit, and then expanding on it in future. So, um, you know, I, I think they, they've got they've laid the groundwork for uh, an exciting few years if, if even half of this stuff comes to fruition. Luke Creasy's with us from HD Media. He is covering the Marshall game tonight on the road at Harrisonburg, Virginia, but he was also covering earlier today the Board of Governors meeting and Christian Spears addressing the Board of Governors with uh, the wish list of items. And uh, there's one thing we have to talk about before I let you go because this was the most interesting component of it all. Um, Who knew that you could – repurpose a storage container for a luxury suite at a baseball <laughs> game that seems to be the, all the rage now people building things just using storage yeah. containers yeah some uh yeah some converted shipping containers turned into like open air private suite kind of thing um Spear said there's going to be eight of them and i guess they've already sold five um so you know without even trying to advertise it so you know it goes back to what you were saying like those seats are going to be popular and in high demand and I think uh, once this stadium gets built, it's going to be a hot ticket no matter where you are in the ballpark. Lou Creasy is with us. We need to talk to Spears before he gets too far in his build here. Make sure the media have a, a really nice area. We need to we need to talk to him now. <laughs> Maybe we get a we you and I yeah. we get a shipping container. That'd be fine. I I like it. I like it. It looks nice. There's a grill with it. Yeah, you know, TV. There's I a, know. some. Sp- I I, I kind of want one from my backyard. It. it it tempted me to buy a shipping container this afternoon, but I didn't do that. Let's um, so. let's talk to the big man once uh, once you get back off the road trip. We'll talk to the big man about this. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good, Paul. Luke Creasy's with us. Uh, don't forget, you can follow him on Twitter. He is covering this one tonight. He's going to be yeah courtside. You're going to be somewhere in Harrisonburg, Virginia, as you cover yep. Marshall and James Madison. A must win for the herd. It will keep the herd's championship hopes alive, and I think it. Yep. I think it locks guaranteed no worse than a third place finish in the standings. Ah, uh, sounds right. We'll find out uh, tonight if that can happen. Luke Creasy, my guest. I'll talk to you soon. Have fun tonight, and uh, I'll uh, we'll talk to you maybe Friday. We'll see where you're at Friday. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. That's Luke Creasy. He is covering the game tonight for HD Media, so look forward to uh, reading his post-game wrap-up after it's all done. And don't forget our post-game where we will hear from the head coach, Dan D'Antoni. Hopefully it's a victory. Hopefully we are talking about Marshall potentially playing for a Sunbelt Conference regular season crown on Friday. When we come back from break, we are going to speak to the first-ever Sunbelt Conference champion for Marshall Athletics, Macy Mayjoy. She won the pole vault with a 3.99 meter vault. She joins us next here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. It's the Wednesday, February 22nd edition. The Drive is on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, when we went off air yesterday, we were still waiting to see the final results from the uh, indoor championship, Sunbelt track and field. And guess what? To our surprise, we got a winner. 
Macy Mayjoy is with us now, and she won the pole vault with a 3.99-meter vault, and she represents the first conference championship won for the Thundering Herd in the Sun Belt Conference era. She joins us now on the phone. Macy, congratulations. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm excited. You got the first-ever championship, not just for track and field, but for all of Marshall Athletics, you're the first one ever to win one in the Sun Belt Conference. You know, what does that mean to you? It means the world to me. It's it's very exciting. Um, this is my fifth year, so it's my last year and first year in the Sun Belt. So I'm excited to be a part of it, really. it's It's been awesome. So take me through that final vault. Did you um, did you feel it going into it? You know, did you think, okay, this is going to be the one? What was that like as you were going through that? I, you know, I go to every meet with an open mind. I, I never really set, like, a height for myself. I more just go in and have fun, and that's what I did. I went there, and I'm like, you know what? My last conference, indoor conference championships, I want to go out there and have fun and leave it all on the track. So that's what I did. I just gave it all I got and yes I'm very grateful so you just went out did it you, you were going to have fun no matter what and then when they told you what your vault was and then when they told you you were the champion what was the first thing that went through your mind excitement I, I've been wanting this since I was a freshman I've always wanted to win a conference championship and I'm so honored to be the first martial athlete to win a Sun Belt Championship. I, it didn't really hit me at first. It didn't like it didn't feel real. But when I stepped on that podium and got my medal, that's when it felt surreal. And I'm very blessed for sure. What was it that attracted you to the pole vault, or you know, you made you want to run track and field in the first place? And you know, you know, was it something you just you, you excited for as as a as a kid, or you know, was it something you came to late in your life before you came to Marshall? Yeah, so I actually I've been pole vaulting for ten years. I started when I was thirteen. I'm twenty three now, and my cousins did it, and they were actually very good at it. And I was like, you know what? Like my cousins are good at it. Maybe I could pick it up and be good at it as well. Um, it's funny actually. My cousin Mason Majoy, he holds the high school records like at our high school and I hold the female records. So on the record board it says Emma Joy for both the male and female. But yeah, so I got into it because of them and my parents didn't want me to do it, which made me want to do it even more because they thought like it was very dangerous. But I wanted to prove them wrong, you know, so and then it ended up working out. So yeah. So what was the conversation like when you told them? Did you say, I told you so or was it just yeah. Yeah. what what was the conversation? It's it's funny because um, I I just love like I love my parents I love proving them wrong and I was like you know what? I'm gonna prove you guys wrong and it's funny because I my dad's the chief of police and I told him when I I told him I wanted to pursue criminal justice and he was like well you did good in pole vaulting so I'm not gonna argue um, you pursuing criminal justice. What's your mom say? Um, she was the same. You know, she um. She was more worried about my safety more than anything, but she I she loves my prover wrong though. So I think I think she kinda did it on purpose to be like, Hey Mace, you shouldn't do this because she just wanted me to prove her wrong. So I'm gonna presume 
they were the first people you called. Then you called your cousin, right? Or have you talked to him yet? I they probably saw it through Facebook. My parents were actually at the meet. They they've been great supporters throughout this whole season. They they've actually came to every single meet this season, which I'm very grateful for. Um, so yeah, they were there in person watching the whole thing. So they were very excited for that. What about your teammates? Um, it's it's been a long time coming to uh, to have someone medal again, hit that podium, and you know what was the uh, what was the excitement level like knowing that yeah. You've been there for a while, and it feels as if track and field's getting better and better every year at Marshall. And now you've got a gold medal to to maybe build off of for the next group of, of pole vaulters that come in. Yeah, my teammates are very excited for me. I'm I'm also very proud of them. They all did great out there, and I really think it will set an example for them for the future and maybe push them to strive for that because. It shows, like, if you put your mind to something, you can do it. And I want them to all take that away from me winning this conference championship, that if they set their minds to it and put the work in that they can do that themselves. You weren't the only martial athlete to, to medal. You were not the only one, but you were the one on top. So what was it like to have two martial athletes on the podium for, for pole vault? And you were top, of course, so you had to be feeling the best. Yes, it was very exciting. I, My teammate, Diana, she's great. We have a great relationship. And it's – pole vault's a struggle, you know. Like, there's highs and lows. And I know she's been struggling a little bit this season. And it was just so awesome to see her go out there and kill it. And us sweep one and two. I mean, it was just so much fun. It was an exciting atmosphere. And – I'm very grateful to end my indoor season with us one and two. So you were first with a, a vault of 3.99 meters. Yeah, Diana Goodman was second with a vault of 3.89. You two have a great relationship, but is there that competitive spirit? Are you pushing each other? Yeah, every day. You know, is you know, is there a little inter uh, inter squad trash talking just on the fun side to push each other? Oh yeah, we we definitely push each other. Um, it's been like that ever since last year. I think, like, we're both very great vaulters. We both put in a lot of hard work, and it's awesome, like, being able to push each other but also, like, be there for each other at the same time. It's like a it's like a friendly competitiveness, I guess. Like, we push each other in a good way. So now that this is uh, over with, um, what's next for you? Well, um, outdoor season, I'm looking forward to it. Our first meet is in about a month. We have three weeks off from competing, so our first meet will be over spring break, which is in Florida. And then I graduate in April, and I'm hoping to pursue a job within law enforcement. Doesn't hurt that you can you can vault over things uh, sometimes uh, when, it, when it comes to law enforcement, <laughs> right? That That's going to be a skill oh, that can yeah. translate. Oh, definitely. Just give me a stick and I can jump over a fence anytime. <laughs> Joining us on the program, she is the first winner of a conference championship, individual or team, Macy Mayjoy, pole vault champion with a 3.99-meter vault. So you get to be the first ever. You're the trivia question for the rest of you know of your life who was the first athlete to win a championship in the Sun Belt and the answer is Macy Majoy that's the trivia question now
That's very exciting. I'm very grateful. How do you feel the uh, the men did while you were there? Of course, this was exciting times because, as we've uh, we talked about, track and field seems to be growing and getting better and better every year at Marshall. And to medal is is always an amazing achievement. And to do that and then look and see where the program's been and then to see the men are finally having an opportunity to compete again. What was that whole experience like knowing that this is really a historic first go-around for Marshall Athletics in the Sun Belt, both men and women? It really is historic. And, yeah, I mean, this is the first time with the men's team and, gosh, I don't even know how long, but it's been super exciting to be a part of. The team atmosphere is just amazing. It's so cool seeing the men cheer on the women, the women cheer on the men. Um, I thought they did great at their first conference. I mean, they're all amazing athletes, and I'm super excited to see what the future has in store for each one of them. And congratulations again. This is amazing. You get to uh, you get to be the first champion ever in the Sun Belt for the rest of your life, and and then after that, you're the you're the trivia you're the answer to a trivia question. I'm sure everyone's going to be talking about you for a long time to come. So uh, I hope you enjoy every single moment of this as you get ready. You, know, you can what, enjoy it for like two or three weeks and you get right back at it, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's, I mean, it's exciting and I'm taking in the moment, but there's always more work to be done. And I plan to be putting that work in for the outdoor season. Macy, congratulations! Thanks for doing this today, and uh, I hope we can get you, you back so on. Much. We hope we can get you back on soon. Win some more things, and we'll get you back on. How's that? It sounds great. <laughs> Thanks, Macy. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Macy Mayjoy. She won the pole vault with a three point ninety nine meter vault. I don't know if I could do that. Jason Toy, our producer this afternoon, I don't think he can't do it either. I don't think any one of us could do it. Maybe if we had some help. We could, we could do that. That's amazing. 3.99-meter vault wins it for the Thundering Herd. There's something special about getting a gold medal. It's not just winning a championship. It's like the gold medal because we're so, we're so used to that visual of the gold medal. And, by the way, speaking of gold medalists, did you know today is the anniversary of the Miracle on Ice? Today's the day. The Upstart kids, the United States underdogs, beat the vaunted Soviet Union hockey team 4-3. to three. And that wasn't even the championship. A lot of people don't realize that's not the, that wasn't the championship. That got them to the championship. But the Miracle on Ice was what, pardon the term here, pole vaulted them to the gold medal game and the victory there. But today is the anniversary of of the Miracle on Ice on Lake Placid, beating a team that no one gave them a chance to beat. And so if you're a hockey fan like me, if you're just a fan of Olympic sports, today's a really special day. So uh, if you haven't, this is cheating a little bit, but if you haven't seen the movie Miracle, I think Miracle is a really good representation of what that event was like. And if you haven't watched it, go rent it. It's a fantastic movie, and I think you'll get a, a, a greater appreciation for what that time period was like. Remember, we, we didn't get to see that live either. And so Al Michaels was one of the greatest calls of all time. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. 
and that's going to stick with a lot of people from uh, this day, uh, you know, another 20 years, I'm sure, another 30 years. We will come back and get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday, February 22nd edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We've got Marshall basketball coming up here in about an hour or so. Tip-off is set tonight for 7 o'clock. We've got the game for you. We go on the air with our pregame starting at 6 here and on 93.7 The Dog. So looking forward to that one tonight between Marshall and James Madison. Opportunity for the Thundering Herd to get the rematch and stay in contention for the top spot in the Sun Belt Tournament. We will take your text at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-82. Five five. This was going to happen, but it's official today. Uh, West Virginia Governor Jim Justice signed the bill establishing November 14th as the, an annual Memorial Day for the Marshall University plane crash. Justice said uh, he was a student at Marshall, and uh, he said it was a sad day. So he was impacted about it, and he said that we should never forget. So that's official now. So the the day will always be a official Memorial Day in the state of West Virginia. So that's a uh, I think that's probably long overdue in the minds of a lot of people here. You know, the event happened in, in 1970, and we're here in 2023. So you know, it's uh, it's been a long journey for a lot of people. Let's get your text in now, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We had Luke Creasy earlier on with us from HD Media. He was covering the Board of Governors meeting with Christian Spears, you know, giving uh, highlights, updates of the of the wish list. Beach volleyball came up. So uh, a texter wrote in and said, Thundering Herd Beach Volleyball doesn't sound right with the thumbs down emoji. And you can respond to that at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I don't have a problem with it. I've joked about it for years with Ari Agnes. I said it needed to happen. She said she wasn't the coach for it. I respect that. But at the same time, I thought it should happen. And here, it's it's being talked about more. I mean, what are you going to do? What else can you add? Now, if I had my way, we'd have hockey over at Marshall. That's not going to happen. It should, but it's not going to happen. I, I need to talk to A.D. Spears about that. But beach volleyball, that would be a sport that I think would be affordable. If you're going to add a sport, you need to make sure that you know, you're adhering to Title IX. You're making sure that there are equal opportunities. You bring back the men's side of track and field. Why not have beach volleyball? you got to find a place for it, though. Where would you put that? Would you put that on the Ohio River? Could there be a complex built where you could have beach volleyball played on the Ohio River? Have a few sandboxes? How would you do? What would you do? How would you make that work? That would be interesting, to say the least, to see if that's something that could be put together. I, I'd like to see it happen here. It's a fun sport. 
it definitely is one to watch in the Olympics. Very competitive. It's not it's not as carefree and fun as you think when you watch it. They're really good and very aggressive. It's quality volleyball. I enjoy it every time I watch it during the Olympics. So if you could have that, you know, season round, it's a it's something else. If it's something that you do on a you know, depending on when they schedule these things. Hey, what are we doing tonight? Well, we're gonna go watch the herd play some beach volleyball. Okay. Imagine that. Imagine that is your imagine that's your Friday night. Going to go watch the herd play some volleyball. And maybe, just maybe, you might get interested in volleyball as well. I'd like to see men's volleyball at it as well. I know that's probably a long shot. You gotta make sure that your conference, yeah, you, know, you have a landing spot for everything. But I think beach volleyball, since it is a part of the Sun Belt, it could be something that could be added quite easily. Our text line again is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Keep that number handy because you're going to need it tonight. We've got post-game coverage coming up after the Marshall game as the Thundering Herd getting set to take on JMU. And we will be here for the post-game. It it takes place after every Marshall game here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930 and on 93.7 The Dog. So looking forward to that coming up tonight. Hopefully we're talking about a Marshall win and the Thundering Herd one game closer to possibly being the number one seed. Just need Southern Miss to lose. That's it. That's all we need. Marshall to win out and Southern Miss to lose. It's not asking too much, is it? And we got a full Sun Belt slate of games tonight. We're going to be keeping an eye on all of them. Southern Miss is at Old Dominion. So maybe Old Dominion could do Marshall a favor and take out Southern Miss. And then that would mean Marshall would need to win out to claim the Sun Belt Conference regular season championship. And that would be a great feat for a team that Let's be honest, last year around this time, I was fielding phone calls and texts about Dan D'Antoni's future as the head coach of the Thundering Herd. A lot of you wanted to part ways with Coach D'Antoni. And what has he done so far? He's turned it around, and the Thundering Herd right now enjoying a 23-6 and mark. 23 wins, the most regular season wins under Dan D'Antoni. If he wins the next two, 25 wins will be the most ever under a Dan D'Antoni team in the regular season. So, so far, so good. And if you add on top of that a Sun Belt regular season championship, you got to feel even better about what Dan D'Antoni is able to do. And that's going to guarantee you an NIT spot. Keep that in mind. You win the regular season crown, you're guaranteed an NIT spot. So postseason already, there is an opportunity for you. Then you try to win the conference tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. But postseason's guaranteed if you win the regular season crown. Keep that in mind. I know some of you maybe don't want the NIT for a Marshall team that hasn't been in postseason in a few years. And the last time Marshall was in postseason, it was one of those, I like to call them the pay-to-play tournaments. And don't get me wrong, Thundering Herd won that. It was great. We got to see John Elmore and company for a, a few more games. And you were in it to win it, so you did. That's great. But I think the NIT would be a great next step for the Thundering Herd 
if the NCAA isn't the option this year, but there's still a lot of basketball to be played, so it still can be an option. But I would love to just see the Thundering Herd get that regular season crown. And we know, we absolutely know that, okay, Marshall can do no worse than the NIT with winning the championship of the league. So that's what I'm excited for most, I think. Get these next two wins. Hopefully Southern Miss loses. If not, go out, win that conference championship in the tournament. Make your way to Selection Sunday. And then make your way to the NCAA tournament. Looking forward to it. You know, we joked around. This would be the last time we see Tavion Kinsey at home. Well, if it's not an NIT bid and it's Selection Sunday, I'm happy to go see Tavion back at the Cam Henderson Center. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. If you missed any part of the show or you want to go back and listen to it, or if you ever can't listen, you can subscribe to our show. It's free. It's on Apple Podcasts. Also, you can go to my Twitter account. I've got links to all the podcast providers. I'm at Paul Swan. We're even uploading the podcast on YouTube. So however you like to listen to your podcast, we've got you covered. And you can start at my Twitter account, at Paul Swan. Thanks for being a part of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Basketball Today on 93.7 The Dog and ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming up, we'll get you ready for today's college basketball action with interviews, game breakdowns, scores, and more. Let's get you ready for tip-off. Here's Paul Swan. The Marshall University men's basketball team began its final road trip with a trip to Harrisonburg, Virginia. Thundering Herds on scene, getting sent to take on the James Madison Dukes tonight in Sunbelt play at the Atlantic Union Bank Center. Welcome in to tonight's edition of Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Basketball. Today, I am your host, Paul Swan, for the next half hour. We're going to be your first word on the herd as Marshall trying to avenge a loss to James Madison earlier in the season. Back on December 31st of 2022, to be exact, James Madison and Marshall played in a really highly contested contest. James Madison ultimately would win that game 72-66. to Both teams maybe not at the very best that it could be for both Marshall and James Madison. We're going to see probably a better Marshall team tonight go up against a better James Madison squad. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We are going to get you set for all the action tonight. Tonight is an important game. A Marshall win would keep the Thundering Herd in the hunt for a Sun Belt regular season title. If Marshall loses and Southern Miss wins, that's going to take Marshall out of contention. So Marshall must win tonight to stay in contention for a Sun Belt title. That's going to be very difficult against a solid James Madison team that is 20 and 9 overall 
11 and 5 and Sun Belt play and has already seen the Thundering Herd once. Marshall coming into tonight's matchup 23 and 6, 12 and 4 and Sun Belt play. And we've got two of the top teams in the Sun Belt in many categories. Top two scoring offenses and top two teams in terms of scoring margin in the Sun Belt. Marshall averages 82.4 a game. That is 10th nationally. James Madison scores 80.8 a contest. That is 18th in the country. And James Madison is outscoring its opponents by 14 points per game. That is best for 8th in the country. Marshall outscores its opponents by 11.5 a contest. That is best for 20th. That is 20th in the country. So two prolific offenses, two high-scoring games going to be played which team will have the better game plan tonight we're going to find out when we continue we will break this one down further we'll take a look at the sunbelt scoreboard and we'll take a look at what's happening at the cam anderson center tonight marshall women in action it is senior night we'll tell you about all of this when we continue on tonight's edition of huntington federal savings bank college basketball today we're getting you ready for tip-off. This is Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Basketball Today. The Thundering Herd getting set in Harrisonburg, Virginia for tonight's contest against the James Madison Dukes. Welcome back to Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Basketball Today. I'm your host, Paul Swan. The Thundering Herd trying to get back a win after losing the James Madison 72-66 back on December 31st, 2022. So Marshall needing this win tonight to stay on pace to win the conference championship the regular season just needing Southern Miss to lose tonight. Thundering Herd and James Madison, two of the best teams in the Sun Belt. James Madison's one of those teams where they're going to be good defensively. They're fifth nationally in steals. They're averaging almost 10 a contest. They're also ninth in the nation in turnovers forced with 17.41. So a little over 17, close to 18. They're also a team that's pretty good If they can force you to foul, and if you can put them on the line, you're going to be in trouble because they're 23rd in the country in free throws made per game at 16.2. So I don't want to see Marshall get into a foul situation with James Madison because they're very good on the line. And this is going to be a tight game tonight because James Madison – played its sixth consecutive single-digit game on Saturday. That is the most consecutive games in single digits since the 2017-18 season for them. And each of their five wins and seven of their last eight have been decided by nine or fewer. So this is going to be a tight one. I know both teams are very good offensively, but this might come down to the last play. This one might come down to... A turnover, this is going to be a close game tonight. I don't see one team blowing out the other team. And Marshall's pretty good as well in several categories, including rebounding blocks. This is a team that if Andrew Taylor and Tavion Kenzie get hot, and these are the only teammates in the country averaging 20 points or more per game. So this is the duo. This is the duo in college basketball right now with Tavion averaging 21.9 and Andrew Taylor 20.1. These two, they get hot tonight, and Camden Kerfman, if he can find his three-point shot, you can keep the team out of foul trouble. I think you're going to see a Marshall win tonight. We'll talk more about that 
as we progress through the night. When we continue, we're going to take a look at the scoreboard and update you on what's happening at the Cam Henderson Center. It's senior night for Marshall women. We'll talk about it when we continue on this edition of Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Basketball today. The timeout is over. This is Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Basketball Today. Paul Swan, your host for this edition of Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Basketball. Today, let's run down what's happening in scoreboard land. We got the Sun Belt rundown, and everything starts tonight at 7 o'clock with Coastal Carolina facing off against Georgia Southern. Also on tap for 7 o'clock tonight, it's going to be Appalachian State and Georgia State. Southern Miss and Old Dominion, that's a game we're going to be keeping an eye on. Southern Miss. Right now, 13-3 in conference play, 24-5. Marshall's right behind them, owns the tiebreaker, so if the Thundering Herd can win out and Southern Miss drop one, Marshall would be your regular season champion. Troy will face off against Louisiana Monroe tonight. South Alabama will face off against Texas State, and Arkansas State will face off against Louisiana. So you go back and look at the standings tonight and see why some of these games are important. Marshall is 12 and 4 right now second in the league. James Madison is 11 and 5. If Marshall should lose to James Madison, Marshall won't fall out of the top 4, but Marshall will not have an opportunity to claim the regular season crown. If Marshall would win this, it would make Marshall 12 I'm sorry, 13 and 4. 13 and 4 and Marshall could finish no worse than third in the standing. So these are important games coming up tonight. Let's take a look at some of the action taking place. Top 25 and we have got four games to tell you about. Number 20, Providence takes on number 18, UConn tonight at 6.30. Sixth ranked, Virginia takes on Boston College tonight at 7. It'll be number 1, Houston facing off against Tulane at 9 o'clock and number 2, Alabama will face off against South Carolina at 9 o'clock. We will wrap up Today's preview when we continue on Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Basketball today. Let's get ready for tip-off. This is Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Basketball today. We're wrapping up today's edition of Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Basketball today. We've got a scoreboard update for you. It's the start of the second period. And the Marshall women on senior night are leading Old Dominion 20-19. to That game could go a long way in boosting the Thundering Herd's momentum going into the Sun Belt Tournament. Thundering Herd right now occupy the eight spot in the women's division. They are 8-8. Eight and eight. Coastal Carolina is 7-9. and nine. Now the team above them is Louisiana at 10 and 6. So Marshall looks to be locked in that 8-9 game as Coastal is 7 and 9 and the team below those two is Georgia State at 5 and 11. So it looks like Marshall is pretty locked in the 8-9 game in the Sun Belt tournament. We just need to know if Marshall's going to be the 8 or the 9. That really is semantics at this point because that won't matter much in the bracket. But Thundering Herd trying to build some momentum going into the Sun Belt Conference Tournament. And that's going to do it for this edition of Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Basketball today. 
I want to thank our producer, Jason Toy. For Jason, I'm Paul Swan. Marshall facing off against James Madison. It's on the road, and we've got exclusive coverage coming up next here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog. This has been Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Basketball Today. Join us after the game for Michelob Ultra College Basketball Wrap-Up. As we break down today's games with stats, interviews from the locker room, your phone calls, and more. Marshall Basketball is next on WTGG FM Ashland Huntington USA. 93.7 The Dog. And WRVC AM. And W231BS Huntington. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.